Welcome, and this is the Valley View Friends Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We are so glad that you are listening in today. As God's people, we are concerned with reaching and restoring hearts and homes with Jesus. If you want to learn more about our church, look us up on our website at valleyviewfriendschurch.org. Please subscribe to always get the next podcast. Well, today is the first Sunday of Advent, whether you're ready for it or not. It's the season of Christmas. The holidays, they're supposed to be a joyful time, full of good memories. Thinking of baby Jesus in a manger, docile donkeys in a quiet, still night. Perhaps you have memories of family traditions and good times with friends. Maybe for you, the holidays are more stress than they're worth, hosting a family and getting all those gifts on time and getting out all those decorations. Or perhaps for you, holidays are painful. You see joy for so many people, but not for yourself, and you feel pain in your heart over a loved one lost or some other uh, tragedy that's happened over life. Hear this today. The gospel gives us hope no matter what we face in life. And today's text tells us about hope. Jesus promises hope in the most trying of times, and so truly you need to hear Whatever circumstances you find yourself in, whether good or ill, when life seems to unravel, you can find unshakable hope in Jesus. Let's read the text. Maybe not a text you would expect for Christmas, but one that is an Advent text. From Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 33. And there will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on in the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. How is news of the end times a Christmas text? How do we find hope in the end times? How do we find celebration in the end of the future of this world? That is what Jesus is telling us when he says we will see signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. It's the end of the world that he's talking talking about. He's talking about how they will change. And when they change, the order of creation will be changed and we'll see a sky no longer supporting life. It will be clear to everyone when they look up and see the sun and the moon and the stars that there is no more future to plan for. It's not a cheery thought. In fact, it's a depressing thought and maybe even fear-inducing. Jesus tells us that there will be so much fear that the people will faint. 
The fear will be overwhelming and will overrun the world. It is a fear far beyond the worst moments any one of us have experienced. And fear is not something anyone enjoys. I certainly don't enjoy fear. And I tend to be probably like most people. I avoid situations that will cause my heart to race and fill me with fear. And I know of two simple things that cause me some fear. And so I avoid them. (laughs) That you might laugh because I think some of you love them. And that is roller coasters and caves. I don't like either one, and I will avoid them at all costs. And never have I thought to myself, I'm going to find hope in a cave. I've thought to myself, I want out of the cave. And so we have our fears, we have our struggles, we have our worries, and we want out of them. Yet Jesus is speaking a message of hope to each of us, and that that hope is fully realized in our fears. And in the words of Jesus that he's saying in Luke 21, in the end times, in the unraveling even of our immediate times, this sort of news is unpleasant and we don't look for it. We like to hear about happy Jesus. We want Jesus, the Savior, who makes us feel good. Yet the message Jesus has for us in this text today is that there is an end or an unraveling coming. Even if you can't get your mind around the end of the world, Jesus adds a dimension closer to home. If we back up in Luke 20, chapter 21, just a few verses, we'll realize that Jesus is telling us about the end of the world, but he's also telling us about Jerusalem and the end of Jerusalem's world. He's warning Jerusalem that they'll be besieged and their temple will be broken, that they will lose themselves as a city. People will flee in fear. And that comes true. The fall of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple happened in the year 70 AD. Just as Jesus said that these things would happen before this generation passes away, so Jerusalem fell. The world of Israel was flipped upside down into complete chaos. And so Jesus speaks to the chaos and frustration that upends your life. Whether it's the end of time or the upending of your world, the moments when loved ones are lost, the moments when uncertainty is more frequent than security, the moments where your world is described more accurately by words like frustration, unfortunate, loss, and loneliness, those are the moments where Jesus speaks hope to us. But how do we get to hope? Where do we find it? The talk of end times perks up your, our ears usually. We go, oh, what? I want to hear about that. Usually piques our curiosity. We want to know when and what it will look like. And when it comes to the future, we want to know how to avoid hardship in it. But the news of coming times, the end times, is where we find hope. More than any other information we have about the end times, we are certain of two things. First, that there is an end. And secondly, that Jesus is coming back. And he's not just coming back. He's coming back as the victorious king. So I want to focus in on those two little details just for a moment here. First, we're certain that there is an end. And the idea of the end is full of unknown. And it can be scary. But that there is an end tells us that the struggles we experience, the sin in this world, does not last forever. Pain 
does not win. Hate does not win. Poverty does not win. Loneliness does not win. Cancer does not win. Death does not win. In the end, everything ends at the command of Jesus. He is the victorious Christ. The fact that we are told there is an ending means that whatever struggles are happening in this world, whatever unwanted uh, circumstances we find ourselves in, all those things, they don't last forever. They aren't where victory is found. Victory is found in Jesus. There is an end. Whatever you're facing, whatever weighs upon your soul, whatever keeps you up at night, it does not win. Jesus is victorious. There's hope in that. Hold on to that. So we know there's an end, and there's hope to be found in that. But we also know, as we're told in this text, Jesus is coming back. Advent and Christmas is not just about Jesus born in a manger. Surely we need that good news. Jesus' first advent brought about salvation from sin. His second advent frees us from this fallen world. It is too easy to think of Jesus as the man who walked and taught 2,000 years ago on this earth, that he spoke about loving your neighbor and forgiveness, and he ate with sinners. Advent reminds us that Jesus is divine, that he's coming back. It's not just the first advent, but the second we look forward to. Each one of us will be judged by Jesus when he returns, and when he comes back, he will bring us hope. I want us to think of that famous description of the Messiah that we read in Isaiah 9-6, because those titles given to the Messiah are the dimensions of the returning Christ. Those are the descriptors of the returning Christ. Isaiah 9-6 tells us this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Jesus' return brings hope because he is the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. These names are all attributes of the King of Kings and the kind of kings, kind of king that Jesus is. He's the Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful has quite a depth of meaning to it. Yes, it means that Jesus is good, but it also means he is wondrous. He is powerful. He is majestic beyond our comprehension. Jesus is a wonderful counselor. Mighty. But he's a counselor, so he's wise. He's able to rule and lead us well. All those uncertainties and hardships that await us in the future whether it's the end times or just around the corner, Jesus can handle them all and guide us through them all. We're told that he's a mighty God. He is God. He's divine. He's powerful and strong. The future may get the better of you and me, but not the better of Jesus. He's in control. When he shows up at the end of time, he's not trying to avert a crisis. He's not trying to get some good out of the bad. He is in complete control. He's the everlasting father, 
Everlasting. That is a good word in a world where everything feels so temporary, where everything seems to fall apart, where everything seems to run off the rails. Time has no hold on him. The end does not apply to Jesus. He's everlasting. And he's the Prince of Peace. Hardship and chaos have no place in peace. When Jesus arrives, he arrives as the Prince of Peace. Hold on to the hope of Christ. The season of Advent begins with hope. Jesus came as a babe in a manger to bring hope against the power of sin. Jesus is coming again to bring Christians the hope of victory over the trials and tribulations of this world. And perhaps today you need to have hope renewed in you. I have two pieces to read to you from Eugene Peterson. The first is, well, about hope, because I want us to understand it just a little more. And the second comes from the message. But first, let's read about what Eugene Peterson says about the word hope. He says, hoping does not mean doing nothing. It is not fatalistic resignation. It means going about our assigned tasks tasks, confident that God will provide the meaning and the conclusions. It is not compelled to work away at keeping up appearances with a bogus spirituality. It is the opposite of desperate and panicky manipulations of scurrying and worrying. And hoping is not dreaming. It is not spinning an illusion or fantasy to protect us from our boredom or our pain. It means a confident, alert expectation that God will do what he said he will do. It is imagination put into the harness of faith. It is a willingness to let God do it his way and in his time. It is the opposite of making plans that we demand that God put into effect, telling him both how and when to do it. It is not hoping in God, but bullying. That is not hoping in God, but bullying God. I pray to God, my life a prayer, and wait for what he will say and do. My life's on the line before God, my Lord, waiting and watching till morning, waiting and watching till morning. Hope, I love that line. Hope is confidence that God will provide the meaning and the conclusions. Will you trust that Jesus can do that for your life? And then I do want to read Eugene Peterson's take on Luke 21, just the first half of it. And he helps us to see the battle between heaven and hell. And that in that battle, we are not alone. We have victory in Christ. And so he writes it this way, translates it this way. And it's a loose translation, I understand. But I love the way he spins it at the end. Or he, play, he, he describes it at the end. And so it reads like this. It will seem like all hell has broken loose. Sun, moon, stars, earth, sea, in an uproar, and everyone all over the world in a panic. The wind knocked out of them by the threat of doom and the powers that be quaking. And then, then, they will see the Son of Man welcomed in grand style, a glorious welcome. When all this starts to happen, up on your feet, stand tall with your heads high, help is on the way. Do not forget that. If you are a follower of Jesus, wherever you find yourself, whatever you are struggling with, help is on the way. Today's the start of Advent. Do you find yourself stuck? Are you facing a monster of life too big for you to handle? 
Advent tells us that we have the victorious Jesus on our side. Stand tall, your head high, help us on the way. Find your hope in Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we confess that we are quick to put our hope in places other than you. We're often more driven by our fears than by our faith. And we often place our trust in our health and jobs, money, you name it, anything rather than in you. Forgive us for seeking power when we should be trusting in the power of Christ. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Go with Jesus.